0: I feel so betrayed. Are those words you've ever used or ever felt? Moving past betrayal at any stage of life is important for healing. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie. This week's podcast is so important on many levels. Betrayal is something that can hold your life back physically and mentally. It can keep you from a life of happiness and health, but betrayal is more than just hurt. It's deep. Sometimes we don't even know that what we're struggling from is something that may have happened to us as a child, or it could be something more recent could be personal could also be professional my guest and expert is debbie silver she's a holistic psychologist a health mindset and personal development expert she's also the author of trust again and is a two-time number 1 international best selling author of the unshakable woman and from hardened to Healed. Love the title of her books. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it takes to heal. And we're going to talk about all of that today. In addition, she's been on a lot of shows that you've maybe heard of from the Fox Network, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx, twice, by the way and so much more. She's amazing. She's also an award-winning speaker and coach. She's dedicated to helping people move past betrayal. Thank you so much, by the way, for being here this week and listening to this podcast. I am so grateful for your love, your support, and your continual inspiration as listeners. Let's get started. Debbie, thanks so much for taking the time today. This is a topic I've been wanting to talk about, and I'm, I'm really excited to get deep into this because so many people have a sense of betrayal and they might not even be identifying it as betrayal, but it's holding them back in so many ways. Yeah. And looking
1: forward to this conversation, it's holding them back physically, mentally, emotionally. It's showing up in their health, in their work, in their relationships. For example, I'll see an unhealed betrayal in relationships in two ways. One is a repeat betrayal classic sign that it's not healed. You go from partner to partner to partner, friend to friend to friend, boss to boss to boss. What the heck is it me? Yes, it is not in that it's your fault in that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson needing to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. The other way we see it yeah. is, is in the big wall goes up. You know, people like that, right? They're like, nope, been there, done that. No one's getting near me again. They think it's coming from a place of strength and it's not,
0: it's coming from fear. And we see it in health and in, and in work as well. I want to take a step back for a moment. Why did you decide to study this and, and to really dive in deep with this topic?
1: Yeah. I don't think anybody says, you know, I I want to study betrayal? No, <laughs> you study because you have to. And it's my 30th year in business. And as life would change, so would business. So it was. I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later. This time it was my husband, that was the deal breaker. So I got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, well, what's similar to these two, of course me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were never, were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I thought, well, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here it was four kids, six dogs, A thriving business. and I'm like, you know what? I'm going back for a PhD. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know how I was going to manage the time. It was in transpersonal psychology, psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand it. He was too, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three discoveries, which changed my health, my work, my family, my life.
0: Okay. So I want to hear about those discoveries in just a moment. You mentioned relationship betrayal. That's probably Mm -hmm. one of the biggest, but betrayal can look like a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So give me some examples of that.
1: Yeah, it could be, you know, you're a child and and the parent does something awful. It could be as a grown child and you have a deal with your siblings when mom and dad are older, we'll take care of them. And then where are they? It could be infidelity. It could be your uh, business partner takes the company funds. It could be your best friend sharing your secret, someone abusing a position of authority. It has so many faces, self-betrayal. You know, you swore you'd never eat that thing be with that person, whatever it is. And there you go. So it's any time there's that breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule.
0: Yeah. And for many people, they might not even know what's holding them back is betrayal.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's one of those things where you have physical, mental, and emotional symptoms, and you may just attribute it to age or stress and think, oh, that's what it is. No, it's not. It's your unhealed betrayal. And you know, we, we also think time will heal it and it doesn't time, even a new relationship won't heal it. And, um, that was, that was one of the discoveries and, and I can, I can share how we know that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I want you to talk about that, but you just made me think when you said, we think time will heal it. What I have found is the time just shoves it down deeper.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. So you're it's still right. real there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. And then people say, you know, what, what is it? It's been so, it's been such a long time, but if you haven't deliberately and intentionally moved through the healing,
0: it's just, you're just keeping it at bay at best. You're keeping it at bay. Okay, so let's talk about the discoveries and, and and your work with us. So the first one was, I thought that I was originally studying betrayal and
1: post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post-traumatic growth is if you can imagine kind of an upside of trauma, how that trauma, death of a loved one, disease natural disaster, leaves you with a new awareness, insight perspective you didn't have before. But I had been through death of a loved one and I had been through disease. And I was like, nope, betrayal feels different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone. So I asked my study participants, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, is it different for you? Unanimously, they said it's so different Mm -hmm. and here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self gets shattered, rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust that's unique to betrayal. So that type of healing needed its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. Mm. So the first discovery was that betrayal is still a trauma, but a very different
0: type of trauma. Okay. Boy, that's huge. That yeah. is huge because you're right. We you go through something really hard, a crisis, mm-hmm. and you think you know how to move past things,
1: right? Like think about it. You lose someone you love. You grieve. You're you're sad. You mourn the loss, but you don't necessarily lose your ability to trust. Right. You don't question yeah. your sanity. You know that, that's yeah. what betrayal does. Yeah. So that was the first one. The second discovery was there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. Mm. And we've had 80,000 plus people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. Mm. A few things about that. We spoke before about time heals all wounds and it does not. Here's where I have the proof. There's a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? on the quiz and people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago. I can feel the hate. My betrayal happened 10 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know you can't count on time or a new relationship to heal betrayal. And and I'm happy to share some of the
0: statistics from the quiz. This is shocking. I want people to hear this. Give me some of the statistics.
1: Yeah. So now imagine men, women, just about every country is represented here, about 80,000 people, Mm. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. Here are the physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. Your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So, in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food mm. for comfort. Yep. 45% have digestive issues. And that could be anything Crohn's, IBS, articulitis, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. The gut's wrecked. Mentally, are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock and 62% can't concentrate. So imagine this, you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you still have to raise your kids, Mm. you still have to work. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness, 83% are very angry real common to bounce back and forth all day long between those two emotions. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90%
0: want to move forward, but they don't know how. And this all of these things you're saying are people who didn't just happen yesterday. They're living their lives like this after years and years. That's just crazy. That, to me. I, I'm so glad you
1: said that because here's the thing. Those, those stats aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. Yeah. This could be from the boyfriend or girlfriend who broke your heart in high school. This could be from the parent who did something awful when you were a little kid. Mm. So think about this. That person may not know, care, even remember, they may not even be alive. And here we are decades later with the anxiety, with the gut yeah. issue, with the sleep issues, yeah. because yeah. of something that happened 30, 40, 50 plus years ago. Wow. That's the that's what's so crazy about it.
0: So I want to get into what to do about it, because you know it's one thing to identify the problem. And that's got to be number one for people is you have to identify what that betrayal is, right? Mm-hmm. Some people might not know. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's that's the third discovery. This for me was the most personally exciting. And what, what was discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, like what we just talked about, if you're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean those symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to that whole healed, rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, you are going to go through five now proven predictable stages. Mm. And what's even more exciting about that is, We know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is
0: entirely predictable and happy to share the stages if you want. Yeah, I I definitely want to know because some people, are they often years later still sitting in stage one? It's You will see exactly what stage they're stuck in. It is the most common place to get stuck. Okay,
1: so Let's, let's do it. It's, it's what is all mapped out in trust. Again, it's what all of our coaches are certified in, what we teach within the PBT Institute. Here's a distilled version right here. Okay. Stage one is a setup stage, and this is before the experience. If you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, mm-hmm. what I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? Mm. If a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Mm. Your mind is in a state of overwhelm. You you can't believe what you just learned. Yeah. You can't wrap your mind around it. It makes no sense. Yeah. And your worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern us, that prevent chaos. Don't go there, trust this person, you know. And in one earth-shattering moment, every rule you've ever held to be real and true is no longer the bottom has truly bottomed out on you. And a new bottom hasn't formed yet. So this mm. is terrifying. Yeah. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? you grab hold of whatever you could Mm -hmm. to stay safe and Mm -hmm. stay alive. That's stage Mm -hmm. three survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me get out of my way, how do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Stage three by far, hands down, is the most common
0: place we get stuck. Oh my gosh. I'm so relating to this right now. (laughs)
1: Like living
0: in survival mode, because that's what people often say, is exhausting.
1: Exhausting. And all those symptoms of of post syndrome, Mm. that's where they arise. That's where they stay Mm. right here. You're going to see exactly why we get stuck here. Once we figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better, Than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we think it's good because we don't know there's anywhere else to go. We don't know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four, but because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start planting roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self-benefits from being here. We get our story. We get to be right. We get someone to blame. We get sympathy from everyone and we tell our story to, you know, and on some level that feels good. So we plant deeper roots. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And now because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to be here, but we don't know that now because these are the thoughts you're thinking, well, this is the energy you're putting out like energy attracts like energy. So now you're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm. Yep. This is where you belong. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Yeah. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. Right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, right? Keeping busy. And so think about it. We're resigning ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I have to get through my day. So you do that for a day, a week a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say it happened 20
0: years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage mm-hmm. three and mm-hmm. stay there. Does that make sense? I can think of so many people right now who are living in stage three and wondering what's wrong with themselves. And And I see that often with Things like you just mentioned, alcohol, Mm -hmm. lots of eating, lots of like, I've numbed this almost because I got comfortable here. And yes, it's It's so so common. common. Hi, hey everyone. It's Natalie. I'm excited to let you know that I'm opening up spaces for collaboration and advertising and sponsorship on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. If you're a brand looking to grow in the wellness, family, or mindfulness spaces, I would love to collaborate with you. You can find a link to get in touch with me in the show notes, and you can always find out more about what I'm up to on NatalieTisdal.com. Okay. So how do you get out of stage three? Yeah. So, and and, uh, it's crazy. So
1: trust again, maps out the five stages, but I wrote from hardened to Yield just for stage three. I'm like, you've been through the worst of it already. You owe it to yourself to move through it. So when you're willing, willingness is a big word right here, Mm. to let go of the small self-benefits, grieve, mourn the loss, a bunch of things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Mm. So here's where you acknowledge I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stopped the massive damage you were creating in stage yeah. two and stage three. Yeah. What stage four feels like is this if you've, it's like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house office condo apartment, you know, like your stuff isn't all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's like, okay, okay, we can do this. We got this. It feels like that. But what's really interesting is this. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in your new space. And what I found was when you move from stage three to stage four, if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you. Mm. And people say all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. So very common for friendships to change in this one place as we move from stage three to stage four. Mm. So if that's what you're experiencing, totally normal and you know where you are. Anyway, when you make... This new mental space, okay, cozy, mentally home, you move to the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal, self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise, things like that. We didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. We were surviving, now we do. The mind is healing. We're making new rules, we're making new boundaries. Based on the road we just traveled and we have a new worldview, Based on everything we see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
0: That's, I mean, I know you just put that all in a nutshell and it's there's more to it, but it all makes so much sense. How often do you see people trying to jump steps? Like, you know, I'm gonna change everything and I'm just gonna eat differently or lose this weight, and but they haven't dealt with the stage three and four completely. Do mm-hmm. you find people not successful because they haven't properly gone through the steps? You know, the intention is there and that's
1: wonderful, sure. uh, but if they don't deal with the mental emotional, it still stays. And it's interesting. Look, I was working with one of our members in, in the Institute and she was doing such a great job with her health. And she was telling me and, and really expecting me to be just so, you know, excited for her. And I remember saying, that's wonderful. Um, she's like, well, wh- uh, isn't that great? I'm like, yeah, it is. If that was your issue. So what we do so often is we do all of these other things and it's almost like busy work because if we do that, we're, we're telling ourselves, well, I'm taking action, but we're taking action in a way that we don't need to take action on. We need to take action on all of the issues Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that need the healing after betrayal. You know, if she had, if it was the kind of situation where she came to me as a health, you know, client, it would be very different. The health is very important and it's an integral part of healing, but not in place of like, think about That may be one of the only places you have control over. So yeah, it has a really important role. You need to get your confidence back. You need to clear the brain fog. Yes but not in place of it all works in conjunction.
0: Yeah. How often do you see that people are successful with this? I mean, this is deep stuff. This is dealing with a lot of crap. Like how mm-hmm. often do you see they can really come through this?
1: We, I mean that's all we see within the Institute when people take the time, but but there's a protocol. you need to move through the stages. you need the right type of support. The mm-hmm. wrong type of support does way more harm than good. Mm-hmm. You need to heal physically meant you know mentally and emotionally. You cannot just address this from one level. When you move through all of it and you're willing, you're you know, mm-hmm then you absolutely move through the stages. It's like this. It's like, I remember my kids, I mean, they're in their 20s now, but they used to play with Legos. So imagine there's a Lego structure and it's not good. It's just there, you know, betrayals like this. The entire structure gets completely destroyed. And you're looking at this this just pile of Legos. Now, when it comes to rebuilding, Here's where you're like, you know what? I don't want to use that piece. I don't want to build it like that. I want to do this. I want to, do and you create something so So intentional. That's what happens, like that stage four, stage five. Mm -hmm. We see new businesses, new levels of health, new relationships with their partner or with someone new. You're not ready for that when you're in stage two or stage three. When you do all that healing work, then you're ready for that next level. Like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. I never would have been ready for that earlier.
0: How long have you been doing this? How long has this taken for you to develop these five stages?
1: Yeah, it's, it's quick. And this is how you know you're on purpose. I mean, I've been in business for over 30 years. My betrayal happened. It was in at the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. By the beginning of 2016, I was in the PhD program. By three years later, the discoveries were made. The five stages, I mean, how do you learn something like that and keep it to yourself? I put yeah. it in a program and it blew up. Then everyone wanted to work with me. I'm like, how do I do that? So I created our certification program. That blew up and I thought, okay, well, I did the research. I know what works. What would happen if I put everything that works under one
0: roof and exclude everything that doesn't work? And that's the PBT Institute. Okay. So there are people listening or watching thinking, I got to get a hold of this. Where where do you send them? Can they do it on their own? And obviously they're going to be better working with someone like you or your coaches, but where can they find you and and learn? Everything is at the
1: PBT is in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com.
0: Okay. And I know they can follow you on social media, get tips Everything, yeah. and, and start identifying. I mean, that's where I, I think back and I go, you know, I think there are people dealing with some deep stuff and they don't know it's from betrayal. They don't mm-hmm. realize it was from their childhood when something happened or, you know, last year when they lost their job and they feel betrayed by that or whatever it might be.
1: You're so right. And and here's where, like, think about it. Someone can go to the most, let's say they have a gut issue. They can go to the most brilliant gut expert. yeah, And I'm friends with some of them. And here's the thing. If they, like 45% of everyone betrayed has a gut issue. If that gut mm-hmm. expert doesn't understand or doesn't know, and how, why would they, right? That there's a betrayal at the root of it. They're really getting to a certain level. So yeah. all of those symptoms that we're doing all of this, like kind of whack-a-mole, you know, to tamp <laughs> down the symptoms, if at the root of it is a betrayal, you want to, you know, you get to the root, everything heals.
0: Yeah. I have a friend I've known for years who is a weight loss doctor and does gastric bypass and so many things I've had him on the podcast and he always says, this is not about the weight. Sometimes, you know, you got to deal with that, but he always says, you've got to deal with your life. And that has to happen first before you go into something massive like weight loss surgery. And it's so interesting to me, even as a, as a doctor who, who helps people with their weight issues.
1: Exactly. Well, think about it. You know, when we're when we're little, we hide behind mom's leg if we're
0: afraid. Well, when we're older, the weight provides that same protection. Oh, it's so true. Well, thank you for all of the information for enlightening us and helping us. You know, first deal with what might be hidden, and then move on, so you can get past it and deal with so many others. Thank you so much. I'll put the links all in the show notes for anybody who's listening and wanting more information. And let's talk again soon. I know we can we can still learn. So, Debbie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.